this episode of Nuketown Radioactive, I say goodbye to an old canine friend and welcome a new one. Explore dungeons and blast aliens in the Ready Player One replay. Introduce my new side gig, the Lair of Secrets podcast, and geek out about my gadget life. Welcome to Nuketown Radioactive. I am your host, Ken Newquist, and it's been a bit, but that's okay. It's been less than a year, so we're still doing pretty good. I wanted to start things off by talking about Recon, our good friend Recon. As you may remember from previous episodes, uh, Recon is a seeing-eye puppy that my family and I have been raising for the last almost two years. He finally went back to the seeing-eye in March. Originally, let's see, originally he was supposed to go back when he was about 14 to 16 months old. He ended up being about 22 months old when he went back, so we got to know him really, really well. He was just a fantastic dog, a happy dog, a friendly dog. We're going to miss him tons and tons and tons, but you know what? He's off to do good things, and that's why we do this. Meanwhile, Puppy S, uh, also known as Steven, arrived in April. Again, you may remember that all of the puppies uh, that we get from the seeing eye, uh, their litters are all begin with the same first letter. So in this case, Steven came from an S letter and he is, he's a good puppy. He's got a lot of energy. He's not like recon. <laughs> this is, this is the fifth puppy that my family and I have raised through the seeing eye. And he is, uh, he is probably one of the most adventuresome that we've had. Uh, the last few, Hank, Bob, Recon, yeah, they were all, they were all pretty chill when they came. I mean, they were, you know, they were excited and they love to like play and, and do what, ha- you know, do the things that puppies do. But Steven, Steven likes to explore. Steven, unlike within a couple of days of us having him, had already figured out how to get to the stairs on the second floor and back down again. So you have to keep your eyes on him at all time. He is a very high energy puppy and he's going to be quite the adventure. We are, we are very much looking forward to it, but it is going to be a bit of a change of pace from the last few puppies that we've raised. So in non-puppy news, I've got a new project over on Nuketown. It's kind of a slow moving project because it turns out it's actually way bigger than I was originally anticipating. That project is the Ready Player One replay in which I am playing uh, every video game that was mentioned in the novel Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Now, if you're familiar with this novel, love it or hate it, it has a ton of 1980s uh, pop culture references in it, and many, uh, if not the majority of those references, actually go back to video games. And so this has always been the fun part for me of reading this book, is is hearing the references to the games and, and reliving that little bit of my geeky childhood from the 80s. So I thought, oh, you know what? It'll be fun. I'll, I'll, I'll just play all the games in the book. How long could it possibly take? Well, I'm only about a chapter in, and so far I've already reviewed 16 games. I think I've got another two games on deck, and I don't know. I, I'm thinking there's probably going to end up being like 100 or something. I don't know. It's going to take me a while to reread the book and play all the games. So, you know, keep up at Nuketown and, uh, and see how I do. 
So my plan right now is to, to kind of take them in batches. I read a little bit of Ready Player One, note a few books, or sorry, note a few video games, jot those down, and then find emulators for which I can play the games because, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to actually find the actual game system and the cartridge at this point, uh, and I don't quite have the finances to do all of that. Fortunately, a lot of these games have online emulators that you can play. My favorite so far from the replay, uh, Robotron 2084. I remember playing this one as a kid, but I really enjoyed it now. It's just frantic retro fun. You are this guy who is defending the last human family against endless waves of cyborgs. It's really hard. It's insanely fast, but it's still just a tremendous amount of fun. Smash TV is another favorite. Uh, also frantic, slightly less retro. I think it came out in the in the latter part of the 80s, maybe the early 90s. Uh, it's about you being a contestant on a game show, and basically you're just blowing up everything and anything and everyone <laughs> that you possibly can. It is horribly graphically violent. Uh, in a cartoony sort of way, obviously borrows a page or two from RoboCop in terms of just the, the kind of social commentary, but it is a fun game. It was great to get back in it. The most surprising game was Akalabeth, which it turns out is a prequel to the Ultima series of games by Lord British. I had never played this before. Heck, I didn't even realize that it existed before starting the Ready Player One replay. And it was awesome to just kind of load this thing up and realize, hey, this is a game that Lord Bridges designed. This this has the DNA of the Ultima series, which is probably, it is my all-time favorite series of video games. Like, I've never gone back and played them again, but they were so definitive for me in the mid to late 80s. I just, I cannot tell you how many hours my friend Dave and I spent working our way through Ultima 4, Ultima 5, and Ultima 6. It was just a tremendous experience. It was a great uh, oppor- great time for our friendship. And the the waves of nostalgia that come back when I think about Ultima is, is just amazing. Worst game? Uh, actually, I've enjoyed pretty much all of them, but Zaxxon is, is really just the worst. I have pleasant memories of playing this game as a kid, but today it's just agony. I mean, the stupid, like, forced perspective, stupid controls, stupid missiles, stupid 40-something old reflexes, <laughs> you know, it's it's just a bit of a challenge. So I'm looking forward to continuing the replay. I'd love to hear your feedback on what games you like uh, from, the, from the replay, so you can visit nuketown.com and leave me comments on any and all of the games that I've played. So the last thing I wanted to talk about in Newtown News is that I've got a new side gig. It's called the Lair of Secrets Podcast. It's a podcast that I'm recording with my old friend David Moore, formerly of the Game Master Show and After Serenity and a couple of other podcasts. David and I were both uh, both started podcasting really at the at the dawn of podcasting, right? Like within the first few years, we had had our respective shows. We have a lot of the same friends in the podcasting and gaming community, and we've stayed in touch over the years. And when the pandemic hit, we both kind of felt this need to get back into podcasting in a more serious way and do something creative with our time as we were all just you know sort of trapped at home. And so we, we started uh, recording this podcast. It's uh, it's a geeky podcast. It's about two geek dads talking about parenting and gaming and life and all of that. So you know some of the topics may seem a little familiar to what you might hear over here at Radioactive, but you know it's David and I riffing on each other, and uh, and it's it's pretty fun. I think we've been having a, a blast with it. We have recorded a whole bunch of shows. I think we've got something like 14 in the can. 
But because of family life and the pandemic and work and all that good stuff, it, it took us a bit, to, a bit of time to get them out. But we are now releasing them. We currently have five shows out. The sixth show I just finished editing. And, uh, and we're picking up our release pace. So uh, if you want more geekiness uh, featuring myself and David Moore, stop by LairofSecrets.com and listen to the podcast. Addendum. When I went back and edited the podcast, I realized, hey, I'm actually talking about two different Daves here, but no one who doesn't know these two Daves would realize I'm actually talking about two different Daves. Actually, I don't think anyone would know that I'm talking about two different Daves. So, David Moore, Layer of Secrets fame, good friend from podcasting days. This Dave, good friend from high school days. I'm glad we could clear that up. So for the core of this show, I wanted to talk about my gadget life. Now, I'm not a huge gadget guy but I have a lot of gadgets. And some of my friends and family may be surprised when I say that I'm not a huge gadget guy, but what I mean is I'm not obsessed with gadgets and buying the new hotness when it comes out. I like tech that works and works well, and I don't need to keep up with the Joneses even if one of my dogs is named Indiana. If the tech does what I need, then I keep on using it. So here's my go-to list of gadgets for at home. So first off, I have my workhorse, my legendary ancient workhorse, the Apple MacBook Pro 12-inch, released circa late 2012. Now you'll notice that I have a lot of Apple products on my list and sure they can be a little more expensive, but in my experience, they work really well and they last. Case in point, this MacBook Pro. I'm actually recording this podcast on it and it's still pretty spry after uh, like nearly a decade of heavy use. The only problem is the battery, which is a down to about, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes of time. There is a replacement option though. I just haven't executed on it. So I think once I get the battery replaced, this thing might just keep on ticking for quite some time. So speaking of things that kept on ticking, I had my my iPhone 7, which is a phone that I really enjoyed. I had it for quite a number of years. But alas, I think it went on one too many campouts. And on the last one, the cold, the cold just killed it. Now, this was a March campout. It got to about 30 degrees overnight. And, uh, you know, it, the phone just never quite recovered from that, from that cold. Rather than replace the battery, which is certainly an option, I decided to upgrade to the latest and greatest, or, well, certainly the latest, maybe not quite the greatest, because the greatest is pretty freaking expensive, which is iPhone 12. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure about the larger size. It's a, it's a little bit bigger than my iPhone 7. Um, but it fits pretty well in my hand, and uh, it feels pretty natural. It's a little bit lighter than my old phone. has an excellent camera, very speedy performance, and so far the battery life has been fantastic. Another upgrade that I recently got was the uh, Apple Watch Series 6. Uh, this is my third Apple Watch, uh, starting with Series 1. Then I got a Series 3 and just moved to the Series 6 when I got the iPhone 12. Uh, honestly, like... The 3 was doing pretty well. Uh, I loved the water-resistant nature of it. I I just used it every single day. But, you know, it was getting a little bit slow, and I had the opportunity to treat myself to a new watch, so I got it. Uh, it works beautifully. Uh, just like the, the, the iPhone 3, um, the health and activity apps keep me honest about my physical activity and motivated to improve it. Uh, it's water resistant, just like the 3, so I can swim with it and record my swimming workouts. It Bluetooth syncs with my earbuds, so I don't need to bring my phone on runs if I don't want to. The, there's a cellular option that lets me keep my watch at home. It still answers texts and calls. I haven't actually used it, but it's nice to have that option. And, uh, you know, it's great for it's really its killer app which is finding my freaking phone, which I lose all the time. But, you know, hey, the phone helps. The, the watch helps me with that. Uh, I also uh, gave my son my uh, Apple Watch Series 3 
because he needed some motivation for exercise. And hey, lo and behold, uh, putting the watch on uh, got him out and making sure he's doing his jogs and walking his miles as we prepare for that big, huge backcountry uh, hike that we've got coming up this summer when we go to Philmont. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep talking about Apple stuff. So if you're not an Apple fan, I apologize. The, the next thing I got on my list is the Apple AirPods Pro. I had a string of really crappy Bluetooth headphones that worked okay for jogging and then broke. Uh, I invested in the Apple AirPods Pro uh, last January, actually uh, almost over a year ago, uh, January of 2020, um, because they were water and sweat resistant and worked well with my devices. I wasn't disappointed. You know, the funny thing about those is I got them really for workouts, for running and for jogging and for walking around the neighborhood and what have you, because that's pretty much how I was using them. And then the COVID hit, <laughs> the pandemic slammed into our uh, collective lifestyles, and suddenly uh, my primary use case actually became using them in meetings. And they're pretty good for that. I mean, they're not perfect, uh, and certainly they can... Um, they can run down. You know, the batteries are pretty good. But if I have back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings, and often I do, you know, I think any Bluetooth headset would be hard-pressed to actually maintain battery life for eight hours worth of online meetings. Now, another workhorse product that I have is the Apple iPad Air 2. Oh, man, that's a mouthful. And I've had this thing for quite a few years. And this is another one of those devices that just kind of keeps on ticking. Now, I know, you know, occasionally we talk about planned obsolescence and, you know, Apple gets some crap for, you know, people saying their phone should have lasted longer. But, you know, just with the with my MacBook Pro and with, with the iPad, these things are just, like, kept working, right? And, and not in just like this, oh, my gosh, it's getting ever so much slower. Like, they actually work. Now, my iPad, uh, I use it primarily uh, for reading PDFs, taking notes during meetings when laptops aren't appropriate, you know, back when we had meetings in the real world, and uh, and reading a lot of comic books through Marvel Unlimited. Also, uh, you know, the occasional game, or rather one game, Sentinels of the Multiverse, which if you have not played the digital version of Sentinel, Sentinels of the Multiverse, you must. It is fantastic, and it is just so much easier and faster to play it as a digital board game than it is as an actual physical game. All right, moving beyond the land of Apple. Hey, it had to happen eventually, right? I've got my Amazon Paperwhite. The Paperwhite is my go-to device for most of my reading these days. Now, don't get me wrong. I still like to pick up the occasional print book, but I prefer digital these days. Digital takes up no space in my house, which is a serious consideration when you're someone like me and you read just a ton of books. And the Kindle's far more portable than a hefty hardcover. And I'm looking at you, Brandon Sanderson and Oathbringer and Rhythm of War, where you know you could seriously break a foot if you dropped this thing while you're walking to work. The book, not the Kindle. Anyway, so that's really important when I go camping and backpacking, both of which I do a heck of a lot of. So uh, I love my paperweight. I love that it's water resistant. I will say that I had to get a good protective cover for it. It's one of those nice ones that when you open it, the Kindle turns on uh, because I broke two of them in not quite so rapid succession, eh, probably like a year apart uh, on backpacking and, and camping trips because I threw it in my bag. I threw the bag in the truck and then, you know, somebody else threw a bag on top of my bag. Next thing you know, the screen's damaged. So good hard uh, cover for that has solved that particular problem. Going over to Nintendo, I've got the Nintendo Switch, which is uh, basically, you know, their their main console these days. It can be docked uh, to a TV or used on the go. I typically do the latter, although, you know, really going on the go these days means like playing from my couch. 
my favorite games are Animal Crossing New Horizons because Animal Crossings is so cute and relaxing and <laughs> and you need those chill opportunities during COVID. The Fire Emblem series, uh, Three Houses, which I believe I talked about in one of the earlier podcasts, and um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is basically Diablo with superheroes and you just get to blow up all the things. It's exceedingly relaxing. I also have the Nintendo 3DS XL, which I really love. I mean, I enjoy the Switch, but the 3DS XL, this is, I just, I love this device. It's so easy to throw into my uh, messenger bag when I'm going to work or going on a trip. Again, there hasn't been that much of that in the last year, but, you know, I still go on vacation, and that's the game that I, that's the console that I bring with me. Favorite games there are uh, Fire Emblem uh, Fate Birthright and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time because, damn it, one of these days I'm going to freaking beat Ocarina of Time. It's got to happen, guys. I mean, it's only been like 25 years, but I will get there eventually. Next, I've got the PlayStation 4, which is pretty much the workhorse console for my family. Uh, We use this for streaming television and movies, uh, playing music on Spotify, and oh yeah, uh, you know, we, we play the occasional video game as well. The primary workhorse console for my son would be the Xbox One. Uh, this is the, the one I have is the first generation version of that particular console. It's honestly, it's barely holding things together. The thing occasionally just has issues with booting. Um, it's, I'm amazed that it is still working, but it is my son's uh, favorite platform for gaming with his friends when he's not on the on the PC. And finally, I have a, a, a great tool that I got Gosh, I think it was probably about two years ago. It's the Anchor 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 Soundcore Two. Um, this is a Bluetooth speaker. I use it, it outside, inside, camping, whatever. It's rugged. It's nice and rubberized. You can drop it without breaking it. It's water resistant. Although I wouldn't leave it out in the rain. Although you know my kids occasionally have tried to do that. <laughs> it is. It's a great, just a, a great device. Holds a charge has good sound. I wholeheartedly recommend it. That'll about do it for my gadget life and for this podcast. I always love comments. You can send them to me at nuketown at gmail.com or you can stop by the website at www.nuketown.com.